one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Today we have a crazy entitled parent story of a parent leaving their kid alone in a mall. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, our teacher steals my work, shirt, and class's group project and fails us for it. This story happened when I was a freshman in high school, around 14 or 15 years old. I'm now a 20-year-old female, but I still think about this teacher constantly. So, my school was extremely small at the time. It was a brand new school in my town, and the grades were from pre-K to senior year, so preschool to 12th grade, but there were still only around 100 students total. So yes, super duper tiny. The high school class was the second most populated room having roughly 10 kids. Freshmen through senior students were all in one small classroom with the same teacher for every class. The only time we moved classrooms were for things like art and PE. Weird, I know. Because of how small the school was, we had extracurricular classes like art and PE clumped with the other grades. Pre-K to kindergarten together, first through third together, fourth and fifth together, and then the middle school and high school were together for these classes. Because of this, I was friends with one of the 8th graders whose mom also happened to be the art teacher. We'll call the teacher Miss L. This isn't very relevant until the second half of the story, but I wanted to mention it now. Again, due to the small school, they didn't always have the best teachers for the job. They just sort of picked what they could get from whoever applied. The art teacher didn't know much about art, so we were always told a prompt to draw and paint and we just did it without much guidance. It was honestly enjoyable for me. I have a passion in art, so this just felt like a class where I could free draw for an hour without strict rules, but it's important to know this teacher wasn't much of an artist herself, but did enjoy seeing others work. This week, we were supposed to draw self-portraits in any art style we chose. Being the nerd I am, I drew myself in an anime style. The teacher loved it and asked if I wanted it to be part of the art fair my school was hosting that weekend. I said yes, and by the end of the week, I turned it in to be graded and added to the fair. The fair went smooth, nothing exciting. Just parents looking at the work kids displayed if they had chosen to. Most kids brought their work home after, but Miss L wanted to keep the high school and middle school drawings up for a while longer and would return them the next week so they could be displayed in the school longer. And so I left without it, as well as my other artistic classmates. The next week came, and she didn't return everyone's pieces, one of them being mine. I didn't mind too much because it wasn't a masterpiece, just art I whipped up for a grade. But later, when the report cards came, I got a big fat F for her class. I asked her why, and she said, I never turned in my art, which baffled me. She literally took the time to compliment me and asked me to add it to the art showing, took it off my hands, and displayed it just to claim I never did it. Again, this is a small school, she didn't just forget. I complained to my parents and principal, but they couldn't do much since she insisted I never turned it in. And the principal was very biased no matter what issue you brought to her. 
Looking back, the principal probably just didn't want to cause issues with any of the limited staff she had, which I suppose is understandable. And so I just suffered the grade with bitterness. After talking with some classmates, it turned out that everyone else who didn't get their work back also got F's and the same explanation. And some people who submitted art that wasn't for a grade in the first place, personal art they just wanted to add to the gallery, didn't get theirs back either. The suspicious part is, all the art that went missing were from the students who had decently good art skills. And all the students who didn't care too much about art got theirs back. Meaning only the skilled artists had their pieces magically disappear. Not saying the others had bad art, just that they didn't have the passion for it, therefore didn't put as much time into it. Keep in mind, people could submit any art they wanted. It didn't have to be the self-portrait or even classwork. But those who did turn in classwork that had yet to be graded received an F after it didn't get returned to them. To explain better, as far as I remember, the teacher didn't grade everything when the projects were done. She graded us at the end of the quarter based on participation, and our never-completed work counted as lack of participation even though it was just one piece that didn't get turned in out of a handful throughout the quarter. I assumed she stole them, but there was nothing I could really do because she just claimed people didn't turn them in. I'm not sure why she would want the art in the first place, especially my self-portrait because it was, well, a self-portrait, but why was it only the detailed pieces going missing? Later on, I knew she was 100% a thief after two other instances. One day I invited her daughter, who we'll call Autumn, fake name, to my brother's football game. I didn't really have anything to do with the games because as much as I admired my brother for his sports skills, it was just hard for me to focus on the game for hours at a time, so my mom often let me take a friend. At the game, we discussed making our own spirit week since school was nearing summer break. Since the school was so small, all we really had to do was ask the principal and she'd arrange something fun like this for us. Being the edgy teens we were, we decided to make the first day a gothic day. She didn't have many clothing or accessories to make it work, but really wanted to do it anyway. So I offered to let her wear some of my clothes, because I dressed alternative at the time. A while prior to this, my family went out of the country and I got a cool glow-in-the-dark wolf shirt that had foreign characters on it, like a different language that didn't use the same alphabet as we do. Can't remember the exact language as my family travels a lot. Basically, I'm saying it was very noticeable as my shirt, aside from other basic wolf shirts. I'm sure you can see where this is going. So basically, I let her borrow it as the design was pretty punk rock looking. Our spirit week went well and I expected her to return the shirt as planned. The school year was approaching its end and I still hadn't gotten it back. Honestly, I don't remember what excuses she gave as this was so long ago, but what I do remember is seeing her mom, Miss L, walk into class with it on the last week of school. Remember that art class was once a week, so this would be the last time I saw her for the year. I politely asked her if she would be able to send Autumn to school with the shirt the next day since it was mine, and I'd been asking for it back. And she told me no. She said she found it at Goodwill earlier this week and that there's no way it was mine. Remember, I got this shirt as a souvenir in a different country. There's no way someone had the same one and donated it in my town around the time I lost it. Plus the obvious fact that her daughter is the one who had it last. 
I don't know why she felt the need to wear it when she knew I'd see it. I assume she forgot it was a borrowed shirt from me. But once you're approached about it, the mature thing to do would be to admit the mistake and say you'd return it when you can, right? But no, she made excuses. Don't get me wrong, I didn't care that much about the shirt, but the situation was annoying. Why is a grown woman this desperate to take a wolf shirt from a freshman in high school? Long story short, I never got the shirt back, and I feel like Autumn was told to play dumb by her mother because it was super bizarre. She didn't just simply bring it back to me. The last story is super short but just adds to the thievery of this teacher. Basically throughout the year, we were working on this huge class project where we were making a rug to go in the school hallway. It was super tedious. We had to cut up shirts and tie the pieces to this mesh to make a huge rug. We did this for about an hour every other class, so every other week with regular art assignments in between. No one liked this project but hey, that's art class for you. After we finished the project, we never saw the rug again, and the teacher kept saying it would be spread out eventually. Long story short, my other friend stopped by Autumn's house to pick her up for the mall or something like that and he saw the rug in their house laid out on the floor. Why the teacher wanted an ugly mishmash rug of t-shirts? Who knows? The next year, Autumn and Miss L were no longer with the school, but I don't think it's related to any of this. I think they just moved but I haven't been in contact since. But the story still frustrates me every time I think about it. 100%, I think both of them had some klepto tendencies here. I think they're just a couple of those people that if they see somebody else has it and maybe that person likes it or that person handcrafted it, they want it for themselves. It's special, therefore it must be mine. Pretty disgusting though for a teacher to lie to their student's face on multiple occasions. Also, hi. I'm Steven, and if you guys can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, Mother abandons me at ER after blaming me for a medical emergency. I've been sitting on this story for a while, but I feel like it's time for me to share it. I've had a lot of genetic problems that began to flare up when I was only a child. I've always been in tune with my body and knew how it reacted to what. I have to be so I can be aware of any surprise medical problems that needs immediate attention. This story began last year, right after I had a surprise surgery. I had surgeries before, but I wasn't handling the side effects of this one very well. The first time I mentioned the side effects, my mother was immediately dismissive, telling me it was my fault for having surgery and questioning if I regretted it yet. She sounded accusatory, even mocking, and sounding amused I was having problems. I didn't think anything of it at first. Maybe I was just imagining things and seeing something that wasn't there. Maybe she was annoyed she was my ride home after I was discharged. She had to leave work early to make it to the hospital in time after all. It would probably pass. As days turned into weeks, the side effects became even worse. One of the major side effects was waking up with thick bruises over my body and legs and being unable to walk. It felt wrong instantly. I wouldn't know how else to describe it. It felt wrong, and it made me feel wrong. Alarm bells were ringing in my head, telling me my body isn't right and this was a medical situation. I called my doctor, but they were booked out and couldn't see me for months. I definitely couldn't wait months. Instead, I asked my mother to take me to urgent care, even begged. She refused at first, saying I was being overdramatic. I proceeded to ask again, even more, over the course of multiple days. 
Every time I was shot down with my mother saying I didn't need it and I just had to suck it up, it took over a week for her to get fed up with my asking and told me to get in the car if it would shut me up. I didn't care about her tone. I was just happy I was finally going to be seen. I knew where the urgent care was and quickly got confused when she made a turn down a different street and pulled up to a doctor's office. She told me to go inside and she would wait in the car. I mentioned it wasn't urgent care and she said again to just go inside. Fine, whatever. I hobbled into the office on unsteady legs and explained my situation to the desk worker. She looked sympathetic but said there was nothing she could do because it was a family practitioner office that had established patients. They couldn't see walk-ins. Dejected, embarrassed, and in even more pain, I dragged myself back to the car where I told my mother what they said. I received a long-winded rant from her, how it was my fault I was this way, that she didn't even want to drive anywhere and I was being an inconvenience that I was overdramatic, that I probably didn't even hurt and I shouldn't have had surgery if I couldn't handle the side effects. She didn't give herself a moment to breathe the entire drive to the urgent care. When we parked, she sat in the lot again, refusing to come inside and telling me to make it quick. I got inside, saw a doctor, and was given the news. I wasn't in any immediate danger or wounded. There was nothing they could do. They couldn't even give me a painkiller and could only watch me stagger out of the doors. The ride home was worse, with more ranting about how I'd wasted everyone's time and if I was happy now, I was too tired to argue. The next day, the catalyst happened. I collapsed and needed to be rushed to the ER. I was prone to fainting spells, but every time I'd fainted before, it had been at home with my mother who didn't think it was a big deal. One faint had caused me a concussion but I didn't see a doctor for it until five days later. This time had been in public, and someone called 911 for me. According to the paramedics, I'd been out for almost a minute and were making sure I didn't hit my head and was there cognitively. While my vitals were being checked, I asked them to call my mom and give them her phone number. They said they would call, but their focus was on me right now. I was lucky and hadn't hit my head, but I was trembling and numb. Apparently, I'd had a sudden blood pressure drop that was so sharp and severe that the blood couldn't reach my brain. Due to this, that made my body react poorly and they had no choice but to ambulance me out. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Out. When we arrived, they checked my vitals again and confirmed my identity and then set me up with a wheelchair to wait in the lobby until they were ready. I wasn't a high priority for them, as more people there were in worse shape than I was. A woman with a spider bite was ahead of me, and while I waited, I called my mother. She was angry at me for fainting and told me if I felt it coming on, I should have sat down and it could have been avoided. It was all my fault for being in this situation and I didn't tell anyone I wasn't feeling right like I was supposed to. You mean like when I begged to go to urgent care? She didn't want to be there if she didn't have to be so told me to call her back when they got my results back and hung up. I waited one hour, two, three, four hours passed before they brought me back without a word even asking how I was doing. I got my test done and the nurse gave me painkillers for the injury I sustained when I hit the ground. I didn't realize how much I needed them until I tried to walk, so I hadn't asked for any before then. Unfortunately, they missed their window for testing right when I arrived so my body wasn't making it easy to find out what caused the drop, only that my body had an alarmingly high white blood cell count, which usually signals an infection somewhere. There wasn't anything they could do, so the nurse gave me discharge papers and told me that I had to go home because they needed the space for more patients. I signed the discharge papers and called my mother again. She was infuriated that they didn't find any concrete answers, and she didn't plan to drive to the hospital today, so she'd get there when she got there. I'd have to suck it up and wait until she was ready to pick me up. She hung up, and I returned to the lobby crestfallen. It's not like I asked for this to happen. I felt alone and wanted to go home or be comforted by my mother in some way. I was all alone at the hospital with a medical emergency. I was afraid. An hour goes by, and then another. Finally, I got a call with my mother telling me to go to the car. When I mentioned my legs, she sighed, said fine, and then hung up. A minute later, she was coming through the doors. We made eye contact for a moment, but she walked right by me and approached the desk, where she began to pressure the desk for the doctors that saw me and proceeded to berate the staff for answers about my situation until she was satisfied. When she was ready, she told me to follow her outside because she parked closer to the doors and I could walk just fine. I was tired all around and didn't want to get into it. I just bit my tongue and struggled to the door where I collapsed into the car. My mother was already waiting for me and looked annoyed I took so long. Finally, I asked where she had been. According to her, she was busy watching lottery raffles and didn't want to interrupt them. She claimed I was fine, that I wasn't dying, and she didn't want to drive anywhere after work so I could wait. 
She then proceeded to ask why I didn't call her after I fainted, which I was puzzled by and told her one of the paramedics did. Apparently she'd got the call but declined it because it was an unknown number and I should have been the one to call. I was too busy waking up from fainting to focus on calling. Her annoyance only grew and before a fight broke out, I changed the topic and mentioned they gave me painkillers. I explained which ones when she asked me to describe them then waved me off, saying we had those same ones at home. What? This whole time? I fainted early morning and it was already dark outside. I was tired, annoyed, and just wanted to go home without any more issues, so I didn't say anything else on the car ride. I haven't gone to her for medical support since. I have another surgery soon, but after this incident, I expect to ask someone else to be my discharge ride. I still haven't understood why she was so angry at me this entire situation. Well, 100%, this is going to be behavior that teaches you to never go to them in any dire situation. And then, later on, you're going to find yourself in some kind of situation, they'll probably find out, and they'll probably blow up saying, why didn't you come to me? Cause you're literally the last person anybody would want to turn to. This next story is, Entitled Mom Once Left Her Child to Wander Around a Strip Mall I Worked At. This story happened sometime between 2009 and 2010 in the fall. I was working at a pharmacy called CVS as a photo tech. Anyway, I was doing some returns because it was a little slow when I heard a woman and her child who was about four in the next aisle. The conversation went something like this. She said, What are you doing here? You were supposed to wait in the car with man's name. The kid said, he fell asleep and I was scared so I came to find you. Note, it's dark now as it's about 6pm and it gets dark early this time of year. It was late fall or early winter. The mom says, go back and wait in the car, I'm waiting for the pharmacy to get the order read. So the poor little boy walks to the front doors by himself. I was about to run and stop him and tell him he can wait with me when I get paged to the front. My coworker on register saw the whole thing too and admitted he wanted to stop the kid, but felt like he would get in trouble since he was a stranger. Well, we were next door to a subway, and a few minutes later, the manager there comes over and says that a small boy has wandered in and says his mom is here shopping. He has the kid with one of his employees because he was worried if he wandered into the parking lot, he may get hit by a car and he bought him some chips because the child said he was hungry. I asked my coworker to watch photo for a minute and I'm going to see if it's the same boy we saw leaving earlier and for him to patch for our manager. He agrees. I go next door and find the poor kid sitting with an employee and two other customers eating some chips and I tell the subway manager I know who his mom is and to come back with me. I didn't want him to overhear me talking about his mom but once we get back to the CVS, I tell him about the conversation I heard with him and his mom earlier and he was appalled. The little boy had not said his mom told him to walk back to the car by himself, only that his mom was next door shopping. He thought he had just wandered away from his mom as kids sometimes do. By now, my manager is at the front of the store and asks the subway manager if he got a name of a parent and the subway manager says no. So my manager just gets on the intercom and says, If there's a woman here with a son about three to four years old, please come to the front. So the entitled mother, or was she a neglectful mom, comes up front, and I whisper to my manager, that's his mom. She cops an attitude and asks what we want. I noticed she already had her prescription order and was shopping for cosmetics at this point. The subway manager explains her son wandered into the subway next door, but that he was safe and was sitting with one of his employees. 
She scoffed and said something like, I told him to wait in the car with Mail's name. My manager said, I overheard that your husband fell asleep and wasn't watching his son. Maybe your son should stay with you? It's very dark in the parking lot right now and he could have been hit by a car. The subway manager says, He can stay with us about 10 more minutes but then my employee is going to go home and I can't watch your son. I don't mind that he got a bag of chips on us. She paid for it for him but please don't let it happen again. He could have been hit by a car. She snaps at them that the man in the car is not her husband nor his father and how she's a single mother and was trying to get her boyfriend's medication and this is no way to treat a customer and she's going to call corporate. She starts using racial slurs and profanities till my manager gets fed up. My manager says, put down your basket and take your prescription that's paid for. Go next door and get your son and then you have two options. Go home or bring him in here and keep an eye on him. If you don't, I'm going to call the police and report you for neglect and have CPS on you. I'm a parent with three kids myself and what you did was dangerous and stupid. He could have been hit by a car or abducted. You should be grateful this manager was nice enough to have an employee watch him and she was nice enough to buy him a snack. I would have called the police. She complained about how she was never coming back and he told her good and if she did she better have her son with her or she was calling the police. She did as she was told, and the subway manager escorted her back to his subway and politely walked her back to her car, where her boyfriend was dead asleep. He heard them arguing as she got her son in the car seat and drove them home. He came back to speak with me and my manager and told us about the scenario and that he regretted not getting her plate number because now he was worried about the kid and thanked my manager for putting her in her place. So, in this situation, with this clear neglect going on, should somebody have gone out of their way to alert CPS? Or is scolding them and kicking them out of the store good enough? I'd like to know what you guys honestly think in the comments down below. Should somebody have gone out of their way to go find their license plate? That said, our next story is Entitled Parent Ruins Wedding. First time posting here. Fair warning, I'm jet lagged and on my cell, so I'm sorry if the writing is not up to par but I am livid at this super entitled parent that didn't give a crap about ruining a major life moment for almost 90 people. So yesterday, our dear friends got married in the most epic and intimate ceremony. They did allow children at this wedding. However, the plan was to have the kids in the balcony space so that if someone needed to take a child out, they could. I later confirmed the fact with the bride. Our group gets up to the ceremony and we're seated. We look around and notice we're surrounded in all sides by children under the age of 9. We're all child free by choice, so we were giving each other a little side eye, but honestly, most of the kids were really good and their parents were able to non-verbally communicate to them when they needed to shush, and they got it. The ceremony starts and it seemed like all was going to be fine. The groom slash bridal party walk in and we were all preparing for the bride when this kid behind us starts loudly whining to his mom to give him his cars. I want my cars, I want my cars. He was so demanding and instead of her parenting him, she starts shuffling through her bag for his toys. Distracting, but whatever, maybe the car will shut him up. Bride walks in and the ceremony starts. It was a beautiful mix of religious traditions and creative additions of things that were meaningful. The entire time this kid is making loud noises and slamming his toys around, I had to cup my ear with my hand to hear the ceremony and many others were turning around to look and see what the noise was about. 
Even the bridal party was looking around, which you would think the mother would notice and get the memo to take her kid out, but no. He gets louder and louder, screaming about his cars or whatever. His mom does nothing. Finally, during the point in the ceremony when the mother of the bride was trying to recite a blessing, a member of our party turned around and told the mom her child was being very disruptive and asked her to take him out, which I was very grateful for. She huffed and puffed her way out finally and we think this is over. Wrong. At the reception, this entitled mother stomps up to me. I was in the middle of an important catch-up convo. She demands to know who I am and who my friends were sitting next to me. I told her we're close friends of the bride and groom. She then demands to know our names. I told her, whatever. But then she marches around looking for my friend to ask her to leave, and when she found him starts screaming, freak you at him, telling all within earshot that she can't believe the bride and groom would be friends with such terrible people. I walked over and asked her what her real issue was, and she said it was my friend's tone. I told her that it was very disappointing that we missed the blessing because of her disruptive child. She is pointing her finger, waving her palms in my face, saying how it's her right to have her son there with her. Because of all the commotion, a friend of hers comes up to see what's going on. The entitled mothers go on about how we attacked her, and her friend then actually says out loud, Oh, I left my kid at home with a chuckle. Then the entitled mother comes back at me with her sass hands and demands to know if I have kids. To which I chuckled and said no, thinking in my head so that I can avoid crap like this. She then flicked her hand in my face and stomped away. This woman had no business having her child in the main ceremony room. She refused to honor the request to keep the children in the balcony, but also had no parental control like the other people with kids. Like whatever, I'm just a friend. But I know the bridal party was having a hard time trying to concentrate during the ceremony due to this child. The audacity of this parent will forever be seared into the memory of this destination wedding for us. I mean, wow. This woman was top tier entitled. When wind of this was caught by the actual bride and groom, I wonder if some friendships were considered to be severed after this situation. I mean, imagine having what's supposed to be the most monumental and exciting day of your life, and then finding out at some point Oh yeah, all during the ceremony, some kid was ruining the whole thing and their parent was doing nothing. It was just a crap show. Imagine hearing that about your big day. I would say definitely a considerable friendship ender. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.